Alright, well good morning everybody. Good morning online. Uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, getting ready, you know, excited about talking about our new topic this morning, talking about walking in the fear of the Lord. I remember <coughs> I don't think I've ever taught on this. I taught on it briefly when I talked about wisdom uh, a little over a year ago. Um, but anyway, I've uh, just been throwing it on my heart to teach this almost for several months and uh, here we are. I just want to make one quick announcement before we get started, though. We will not be having our Bible study tonight. We just have some personal things to, to, to take care of today. Uh, so apologize for that, and uh, we'll be back soon. Uh, but anyway, uh, we won't be having Bible study tonight at 6. So anyway, uh, here we are. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and get in the, the message this morning. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me. I have a few different scriptures at the beginning here in Psalms. Psalm 36, verse 1. You know, I'm talking about the fear of the Lord. Uh, the fear of God, you know, I think it's, a, it's in some ways it's not a very popular topic. Um, at the same point in time, I think it is in very uh, lack today. And this this subject has been on my heart for a while, and like I said, but uh, when we went to Andrew Womack conference in January in Phoenix, this is what Andrew talked about. And, uh, and so it just kind of triggered this subject all the more for me, and so I even gained some notes from him. But anyway, uh, you know, it says here in Psalm 36, verse 1, the transgression, I'm reading from the King James, the transgression of the wicked says within my heart that there is no fear of God before his eyes. And, you know, that's the wicked uh, he's talking about. But, uh, you know, I, I also believe that there's a, a great lack. And Andrew echoed this uh, in January when we were at his conference. There's a big lack today uh, regarding the fear of the Lord. I think one of, for me personally, is that people don't understand what that is completely. But two, uh, uh, just the topic fear uh, is scary to people. And, uh, and so I want to bring some light to that hopefully in the next few weeks. Let me just throw out some definitions real quick before we get started. And this, is from, this is from the dictionary. There's four definitions. We're going to focus on one of them. But uh, four definitions regarding fear. Uh, one is, it says, an unpleasant, often strong emotion caused by anticipation or awareness of danger. Uh, an instance or manifestation of such a feeling is the second one. In a negative sense. In other words, I just paint that picture to paint a picture. The Bible has a lot to talk about fear. And also in a, in a positive sense, and in regard to the fear of the Lord. I'm going to be using several New Testament scriptures this morning, or a handful of them anyway. You know, a lot of times we think that this is just an Old Testament concept that passed away. But it's actually a very New Testament concept uh, that we're going to look at. Uh, let's go to another verse real quick here in Psalm 33. So this is just an introduction before we get into the heart of my message this morning. But uh, Psalm 33, verse 8. And, sorry, I'm just going to talk 
cover real quick so I can get the words on the screen. It says, um, uh, Psalm 33, verse 8 says, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. One reason I bring out this verse just here at the beginning, the word fear, the word awe, the word reverence, and there's some other words that are used interchangeably throughout Scripture, and they're talking about the same fear of the Lord. Uh, let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. Let all the earth fear the Lord. I said that word. Uh, verse backwards. But go with me real quickly to Isaiah chapter 11. Hopefully we can start getting some meat of what I want to really get into. Isaiah 11 is a, a messianic prophecy talking about Jesus. It says, There shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, and the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, and the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make, make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, but the righteousness shall but with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove the equity of the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And actually, I read a little footnote in a while too, where I just wanted to read the verse three verses. My, my point, and there's, I'm not going to study all this here in Isaiah, but this, this verse, this passage is talking about Jesus. And it's talking about how Jesus, in verse three, uh, two, three, uh, 2 and 3, how Jesus. Or walked in the fear of the Lord. Um, Jesus, it says that Jesus will make uh, him a quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. My point is, Jesus walked in the fear of the Lord towards his Father. Jesus walked in the fear of the Lord towards God. Jesus wasn't afraid of his Father. Jesus was without sin. He had no reason to be afraid. But Jesus walked in honor. He walked in respect towards his Father. And I think, you know, sometimes many of us don't realize how far we, as a society, not just society, but sometimes as a church, have fallen from uh, a respect and awe and reverence towards God. And some of that, I think, is because of the ungodly nation and world that we live in today. But even the apostles, even Jesus, with the Roman culture, they walk, they lived in a very ungodly uh, society. This is not really where I'm going to go to try to get at, but I'm, just, I'm trying to paint a picture so much, not so much uh, of, uh, um, but uh, this, I want to focus more on this honor and this trusting God, this relying on God, walking in Him in reverence. But Jesus walked in the fear of the Lord. Go with me real quick here to Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9, verse 31. And this is one of the key scriptures that I've been focusing on the last couple months, a few months. And then Acts chapter 9, verse 31 is talking about the early church. And it says, And then, then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria, and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord, and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. So not only did Jesus walk in the fear of the Lord, 
but the early church walk in the fear of the Lord. But one of the key things that I see in this verse is not only did they walk in the fear of the Lord, but as they were edified, it says, and walking in the fear of the Lord in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, the church was multiplied. When we are walking in the fear of the Lord, if we understand what that means, and hopefully we're going to explain that some more in the next few weeks, and even some today, the, the church was multiplied when they walked in the fear of the Lord. Andrew says this, you know, we need to, to be edified and walk in the fear of the, the comfort of the Holy Spirit, and the multiplication will come. In other words, he also says, if the church is to multiply today, we need to take a lesson from this verse and learn what it means to walk in the fear of the Lord. And a, and a reverence, and an honor. You know, the, I think that of all the definitions of the fear of the Lord that really stand out to me are two. Honoring God and trusting Him. There's several scriptures I can bring out. I'm not going to bring all those out today, but we can honor, when we honor one another, uh, we're going to bring out some scriptures in a few moments here about even marriage. When we honor our spouse, when we honor our, 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 our parents. Uh, I'm not going to teach all of this today. But when we, have, when we honor others, when we honor the Word of God, when we honor Him, when we respect Him, we're fearing the Lord. And uh, when we honor our boss, when we honor our employer, when we honor our, those in authority, uh, and the, more, the, the biggest part I want to get to is trusting. When we trust God, we are actually honoring Him. We are fearing the Lord. I want to trust God. I want to fear God more than I fear my circumstances. I want to fear God more than I fear the, any persecution or any opposition I'm facing. I want to fear God more than I fear the doctor's report or the financial report. I want to fear God. I want to walk in the fear of the Lord. I want to walk in reverence of Him. I want to walk, I'm trusting Him. I'm, I'm, I'm honoring Him. And we're going to get into some of this in just a few moments. I'm just introducing some things. Go with me real quick to 2 Corinthians chapter 7. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. <clears throat> He says, having therefore these promises, this is Paul writing, Dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh, and the spirit perfecting holiness in the, in the, in the fear of the Lord. And, you know, Andrew actually spoke a lot, a lot on this when uh, I was listening to his message on the, on the fear of the Lord. And he, he was commenting on this. You know, Andrew, and myself included, and others who, who are like-minded like us, you know, we teach a lot about grace. We teach, a, me specifically, I teach a lot about righteousness, for well, he who knew no sin became sin, that we might become the righteous of God in him. We teach a lot about grace. We teach a lot about righteousness. <clears throat> and to extreme, religion teaches, religion teaches for the most part, unless you live perfectly, God won't use you. God won't bless you. And Andrew points out, and I, I bring out too in our, a lot of our messages, that that's totally incorrect. God doesn't, and Andrew says it this way, God doesn't have anyone qualified working for him yet. It's not based on us, it's based on Him. God works in our lives out of mercy, love, and grace. All we have to do is believe. And there's two extremes when we're talking about grace, and, and that's not the message today, but there, there's two extremes where one is performance-based and another extreme, and we've seen this in the church, that they think that because they live under grace, they can live any way they want to. And I like how Andrew brings out, and I want to bring out even right now, just in this, this segment, that if we truly fear God, if we truly reverence Him, if we truly honor Him, 
if we truly trust Him, then we, if, uh, we uh, the fear of the Lord that we are walking in will cause us to, to, to perfect holiness. See, grace does not set you free to sin. Grace sets you free from sin. Titus, go with me real quick to Titus, and I, I, mean, when I, I want to move forward off this, uh, off this topic particularly. But in Titus chapter 2, verses 11, and 12, to 11 to 12, it says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. The grace of God teaches us to live godly. The, the grace of God teaches us to live ungodly. You know, I've, I've, I've met people on both sides of the fence, those who think, uh, from a religious standpoint, think that all we grace teachers talk about is we can live any way we want to. And then I see another stream of people who are living under grace, living under the way they want to. I don't, I'm not paying everyone with this brush, but we've seen people on both sides of the spectrum. And those who believe that or believe that we teach that don't understand grace. Like, that's not what grace is. Grace sets you free from sin, not to continue in sin. And so when we are fearing the Lord, when, we're, when we understand grace, and when we are trusting Him, when we're honoring Him, uh, we, the fear of the Lord, grace, will teach us to deny ungodliness and walk in holiness. In other words, just out the back here, I'm trying to use some New Testament scriptures out the back, but if the church walked in the fear of the Lord, then it would multiply. The church, and that Paul, the apostle of grace, is teaching here that we should be perfected in holiness by the fear of the Lord. If we understand the fear of the Lord, and as Andrew said in his teaching, that, that the fear of the Lord and I, I will cause us to live properly. It will cause us to live properly, not be, only before Him, but also before one another, in our marriages, in our relationships, in our parenting, in our, in our, in our, in our jobs and vocation. We will live honorably to Him. I'm not saying we're going to be a doormat for everybody, and I'll get to some of that a little bit later, but uh, we want to honor him. We want to respect him. We want to reverence him. And, 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 uh, as our God. Go with me real quick to Ephesians 5. And get closer to where I really want to get to this morning. Ephesians 5, 21. In context, Paul's talking about husbands and wives. He's talking about marriage. But he makes this comment in verse 21. He says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. We need to submit one to another. Not, uh, and specifically here, he's talking about marriage uh, in the fear of the Lord. Andrew, in his teaching, when he brings this out, he says, you know, the, the lack, and I agree with him, that the lack of the fear of the Lord is often the problem in many of our marriages and houses. Not just marriages, but in a lot of our relationships. But we're talking about the, the most important natural relationship that we have is our marriages. Because a lot of times when there's problems in a relationship, especially in marriages, usually the problem has to do with self-centeredness. A lot of times we're focused on ourselves. And uh, there's a verse that says in, in uh, Proverbs chapter 13, 21, only by pride comes contention. It doesn't say that Pride is one of the leading factors of contention. It says only by pride. Only by pride comes contention. And some people may argue with that, says, I don't have pride, I just have a low self-esteem. Well, that's pride. A low self-esteem is pride. Whether you think you are the, the best person in the world or the worst person in the world, you're focused on yourself. 
and out of self-centeredness. And with, only by pride comes contention. We need to, to honor one another. We need to respect one another in the marriage. We need to fear, honor one another in the fear of the Lord. And it's only by the fear of the Lord, I believe, that we can do that. You know, I can't love my wife, Sherry, the way I should and treat her and honor her and respect her if I'm not first fearing God. That is a key ingredient. I need to work on this relationship so I can work on this relationship. But we're submitting ourselves one to another. I'm not into this relationship which I can get out of it. I'm in this relationship what I can put into it. And vice versa. And as we do that together to the Lord and to one another, it's going to be a beautiful marriage. And uh, um, hopefully I'm making sense with some of this. I feel like I'm being a little bit of a scattergun already just in talk about some topics here. But uh, let me move forward. Uh, go with me to 1 Peter 3, 15. First Peter 3, 15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your heart, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you. You have reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. We are commanded by God, and even in the New Testament, to minister to others in the fear of the Lord. We are required, we are expected, we are instructed to minister not only to our spouses, but to minister to one another in meekness, with meekness in the fear of the Lord. Uh, you know, um, it also says that we are to give an answer to every man that asks him. That word answer in the Greek, if you study that out, it's, it's a word for apologetics. And we are to defend what we believe by the word of God. We are instructed to, to, to uh, tell our persecutors why we are not afraid of them. In meekness and fear. And why would, why would Paul say this? Why, Paul's writing, actually just Peter is writing this, excuse me. But why would we do that? Because, uh, you know, if we recall back in Acts chapter 9, when Stephen was martyred and killed by even Paul being part, part of the persecutor. I believe, and we see this in Acts chapter 9, especially verse 5, we see that, that Stephen, I mean, uh, gave a witness and a testimony to Paul how he responded in the fear of the Lord to the persecution he was receiving. And Paul, Saul, who was Saul at the time who became Paul, witnessed that. I believe one of the ways that we, how we act in the fear of the Lord uh, towards persecution is not just for us, but it's also for those who are persecuted to give witness, to give testimony, whether they acknowledge it or not, that we fear the Lord more than we fear the persecution. And uh, that we honor Him, that we respect Him. You know, when I think about this, i got some Old Testament examples. Is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They respected the authority, but they honored God first. Daniel honored God first. Joseph honored God first. And we have many other stories where they would honor God first. They respected the authority. They honored the authority. They submitted to the authority until it crossed the lines. But they didn't do it with an arrogant attitude. They didn't do it in spite. They didn't do it in a big revolt. But, and, and, and the apostles didn't stop preaching the gospel when they were told not to and when they were martyred. But they did it in, with meekness and fear and the fear of the Lord. 
and we need to minister to one another in the same example. But we need to we need to be able to give an answer in our society, in our day. We we need to be able to give an answer regarding abortion and some other sexual perversions and things that are going on in our world by scripture. We need to be able to give an answer of what we believe and why we believe it according to the word of God with meekness and in the fear of the Lord. Go with me, I want to switch gears here. Go with me to Psalm 115, verse 11. And we might piggyback on some of that that I've already talked about this morning. A little bit later in our, in our study. But now I want to start really getting to what I really want to get into this morning. And it's not long. Today's message might be a little shorter message than normal. But in Psalm 115, verse 11, it says, Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. I believe also when we, when we study the, the phrase or the, the topic of fearing the Lord, that you're going to see this word or this concept of trusting God very commonly used. I believe if you're having trouble trusting God, and Andrew says this very, uh, he says it a lot more firmly than I say it, but if we're having trouble trusting the Lord, then I agree that we don't have the fear of the Lord. We're not walking in the fear of the Lord. Again, the fear of the Lord is about honoring, respecting, trusting our God. You know, when the Bible says that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, no matter what it looks like, no matter what's going on in the economy, I fear God more than I fear the bank, more than I fear the, the natural economy. I fear God. I trust him. I rely on him and in the economy. When God says, by his stripes I am healed, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it sounds like, I am going to fear the Lord more than I'm going to fear the doctor's report. Uh, I'm going to honor God. I'm going to honor God in my finances. I'm going to honor God in my giving. Because I, 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 I trust Him. I rely on Him. I honor Him more than I honor uh, or even myself. Uh, go with me to Proverbs chapter 3. And I want to spend pretty much the remainder of the time here. This is really what I want to get to this morning. I start with the first three verses and then I'll read some more in a minute. It says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, lean not on thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thy own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. I believe all these phrases here in these first three verses that we just read, verses 5, 6, and 7, is that all these phrases talk about the fear of the Lord. And I want to break these, some of these phrases out. The first one is trust in the Lord with all thy heart. I believe the fear of the Lord is trusting God with all your heart. I believe fearing the Lord, walking in the fear of the Lord, is trusting God with all your heart. I believe walking in the fear of the Lord is trusting all of his promises. I, such as, give and it will be given unto you. Such as, by his stripes we are healed. Versus, I'm going to be, I want to be moved more by the Word of God than I want to be moved by the doctor's report, or the banker's report, or the stock market report. I believe walking in the fear of the Lord is trusting God with all of my heart, no matter what it looks like, no matter what the circumstance is, no matter how gloomy and difficult and dark it gets. I believe walking in the fear of the Lord, honoring Him, trusting Him, reverencing Him, being in awe of Him, should supersede 
And I should be moved by the feel of the Lord. I should be moved by the Word of God more than I should be moved by other things. There should be a supernatural peace and rest in my life because I'm trusting God and I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be anxious for anything. I'm gonna trust him. I'm gonna rely on him. I don't believe life I don't think walking in the fear is the absence of problems, but it's it, it because Jesus said, uh, in this world you will have tribulation, but be, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. I believe walking in the fear of the Lord is trusting Him. I believe walking in the fear of the Lord is, like Peter says, cast your cares upon Him. And if casting your cares upon Him and leaving them there. Sometimes we cast our cares upon Him and we take them back. We need to cast our cares upon Him and leave them there. I believe... Uh, no matter, and no matter how it gets, no matter what the doctor says, no matter what the problems are maybe in our marriage or we got laid off our bills, I'm going to fear the Lord. I'm going to trust Him. I'm going to rely on Him. I'm going to fear Him more than the bills. I'm going to fear Him more than the doctor's report. I'm going to him, fear Him more than my finances. I'm going to, you know, and we're going to get into this later on in our series, but the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There's other wisdom regarding our health. There's other wisdom... <clears throat> regarding our finances and other stewardship and other things and relationships and marriage. But the fear of the Lord is the beginning of it. It's a starting place. And I, I, need, I need to walk in the fear of the Lord. The second phrase here in verse 5, and lean not on our own understanding. I believe walking in the fear is not leaning on our own understanding. There's so many times I want to lean on my own understanding in the situation. But I want to respect his judgment more than I want to respect my judgment. I want to respect and honor his opinion more than my opinion about the subject or the topic. I, mean, I think, you know, sometimes many people claim to be Christians, but that's, they're not walking in the fear of the Lord. They love God. They say they love God, but they're not necessarily walking in the fear of the Lord, honoring Him, trusting Him. I know there's times in my life I'm not always trusting God. I'm, I'm, I've given in to fears. I've given in to um, uh, anxiety and uh, other, other emotions. But I want to exalt his opinion over mine or anyone else's. I believe walking the fear of the Lord is trusting him with all my heart and not leaning on my own understanding. I also believe that walking the fear of the Lord, verse 6, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path straight. I believe walking in the fear of the Lord is acknowledging him in all my ways. Inquiring of the Lord in everything I do. Seeking Him for wisdom and guidance. Jesus doesn't do anything without seeking the Father. Apart from me, we can do nothing, He says in John 15. Go and stay, I'll keep your finger here in Proverbs, but go with me real quick in Jeremiah chapter 10. Verse 23. Because, O oh Lord, I know that, that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. In many ways, you know, and Andrew was commenting on this, that God has given us a choice to make our own decisions. But at the same point in time, we're not smart enough. We need him, his help. We need his guidance to direct our steps. We're not God. We need his opinion. We need his, his instruction. We need his direction so that we can walk in, in, in life. We, again, this goes back to where we were just were. We don't. We acknowledge him in all our ways, and he 
will direct our paths. I believe walking in the fear of the Lord is acknowledging Him in all of our ways. Going down to verse 7, acknowledging Him, I mean, walking in the fear of the Lord is not being wise in our own eyes, which is kind of an echo of everything we just said, but not being wise in our own eyes. Again, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the beginning of wisdom is not leaning on my own understanding, not being wise in my own eyes, but being letting Him to direct my steps, letting Him to lead me in the path of righteousness. But the second part of that verse also says that, that the fear of the Lord and depart from evil. I believe walking in the fear of the Lord is departing from evil and walking, as we've already talked about just a few moments ago, in perfecting holiness. You know, part, part, part of the fear of the Lord, our fear of God, is valuing His wisdom over our own. And that includes, you know, uh, departing from evil. Uh, you know, it says we shall know the truth, and the truth will set us free. We already read about it, how grace teaches us to deny ungodliness. Andrew uh, gave some stories where he's had many people, uh, some, some uh, that he's known, they, they love the Lord, they, they go to his meetings, meeting after meeting after meeting, they they, they love God, but at the same point in time, and when it comes to some of the social issues that we struggle with the country, today in our country, such as abortion, such as change, transgenderism, such as some other sexual provisions, they don't, they, 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 uh, they don't, they don't stand on those issues. And, uh, and that boggles all of our minds, how can you fear the Lord and embrace principles that are so ungodly? If you don't have a respect and honor for the Word of God, if you haven't studied the Word of God, we, those of us who fear the Lord, we can't embrace principles that are ungodly. Am I making sense? Uh, I feel like I'm talking very plainly, and some of us, to me, this is just common sense, but we need to walk in the fear of the Lord uh, and depart from evil. We can't walk like the world walks. We can't live like the world lives. Christ is in us, and Christ who's in us is going to be perfected by holiness. Be holy as I am holy, says the Lord. Hopefully I'm making sense as I'm talking about this. But, you know, every once in a while I come across someone who says, I don't care what the Word of God says. This is what I believe. This is my truth, or, or whatever the case. And Andrew was talking along these lines, and he says, you know, when people said, I don't care what the Word of God says, and this is what I believe, he says, that's adultery, and I believe that. In other words, they're making a God in their own image. They're making a God in the way they want it to look like. We don't have the we, liberty to choose and to honor and to worship God how, the way we like to. We honor Him. And the Word of God is a revelation of Himself. And we need to know Him. We need to know His Word. We need to know His precepts as we're walking with Him so that we can walk in holiness. So we can walk in godliness. The grace of God will teach us. We need to be taught these things. They're not necessarily always automatic. Yes, it comes from the inside out as we walk with Him and He lives in us. But we need to be taught to live holy. And we need to submit ourselves to the Word of God. Go with me to verse 8. And it shall be health to thy navel, and marrow to thy bones. I believe walking in the fear of the Lord is healthy. When we're, you know, when we are worrying about things, when we are stressing about things, to provide for our lives, to, to walk, to live healthy, I believe in looking healthy. I believe in working hard and working diligent. But when we're trusting ourselves, when we're stressing over it, when we're worrying about things, 
that's not healthy. You know, it says that stress depresses your immune system. We need to cast our cares upon Him so we can live healthier. We need to walk in the fear of the Lord and it will be healthier. When we are honoring Him, some of the things that we do that dishonor Him are unhealthy to our bodies, unhealthy to our soul. Some of these things are not just to, to honor Him, but it's for our own good. But at the same point in time, we, don't need to, we need to trust Him, not worry. We don't have, Jesus didn't do anything He didn't see the Father do. But when I see that, he, didn't have, he was off the hook in one sense where He let the Father direct His steps. I don't have to worry about whether this is the right way or wrong way to do it if I'm having a relationship with God and trusting Him. There's many times we come to a fork in the road, we don't know which way to go. But when we have a relationship with God, trusting Him, relying on Him, that is walking in the fear of the Lord. And it, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if there's a Red Sea in my back and an army uh, coming at me. If God says go forward, then we go forward. Uh, you know, if God says walking around the wall seven times, and the seventh day seven times, and shout, and the wall's going to come down, then I'm going to walk around seven times, and seventh day seven times, and shout, and the wall's going to come down. I'm going to fear the Lord. I'm going to trust God. And uh, there's times where it didn't look popular with Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But when they trusted God, when they honored God, it, it did well. And, uh, and so I believe we need to trust God regarding our jobs, regarding our marriages, regarding our relationships, regarding our finances, our health. And when we trust God, we rely on God, we're walking in the fear of God, trusting Him, not leaning in our own understanding, not being wise in our own eyes, not stressing out about everything, we will live healthier. And then the last one here, just in this context, verse 9, says, Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the first fruits of thy increase. And we'll talk about this a little bit more later, but this is regarding finances. This is regarding giving. This is regarding tithing, and also giving to alms to one another. You know, some of us, we fear our landlords more than we fear the Lord. Some of us, we fear the electrical bill more than we fear the Lord regarding finances. We need to walk in the fear of the Lord. And I don't know if I'm conveying that. I don't feel like I'm fully up to par today uh, because of personal challenges I'm going through. But, uh, you know, and I didn't get adequate time to study this week <coughs> like I normally would have. But it just, my heart is, I want to walk in the fear of the Lord. I want to trust God. I want to honor Him. I, don't, I want to honor Him more than I, that I honor the circumstances. I don't want to fear the circumstances. I want to fear the Lord. Not, I'm not afraid of God, but I want to walk in reverence of Him. I want to walk with my head lifted high, not my head down. Because I know that I know that I know that I'm trusting God. I'm relying on Him. I'm honoring Him. And I'm, I'm honoring one another. Go with me one more and I'm going to actually close for the day. I think I might have one more verse after that. But Proverbs 29, 25. And we'll come back next week and hopefully we'll have a, a little more to talk about. The Proverbs has a lot to talk about the fear of the Lord. There's over 300 scriptures that we can talk about the fear of the Lord. It says, A fair man brings a snare, but those who put, put their trust in the Lord shall be saved. There's that word trust again. The fear of man is a snare. I don't want to fear man. I don't want to fear rejection. I don't want to fear uh, even failure. I don't want to fear success. I don't want to fear cancer. I don't want to fear disease. I want to fear God more. I want to reverence God more. I want to exalt God, 
not exalt the problem. I want to fear God, but the fear of man is a snare. But those who put the trust in the Lord will be safe. The safest place to be is trusting God. The safest place to be is to fear God. You know, we, if we think about it, we peel back the onion far enough, we have to learn how to fear man. We have to learn how to fear failure and to fear sickness and poverty and rejection. If we peel back the onion far enough, we have to learn some of these things, most of these things, and not all these things. We have to learn to fear the Lord. We have to learn to trust Him. Just like in any relationship, you have to learn to trust one another. Uh, and and, and we, we need to be taught and to learn how to walk in the fear of the Lord, how to trust Him and to walk in union with Him. I don't know if this makes sense this morning. I feel like in my own sense, because of my own personal struggles this week, uh, I've just been struggling and I get my thoughts together. But my heart is this. I want to trust God. I want to rely on God. And uh, um, we need to walk in the field of the Lord. And there's some other things I want to bring out that are very timely for even the day and age we're living in and all that's going on in our world. You know, let me just say this. I, I didn't get there in my notes because I didn't uh, feel prepared to go here yet. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on in our world today, just with authority, with governments and whatnot. And there's a lot that Paul and Peter and others say about how we are to respect one another in the field of the Lord, including authorities, and even authorities that we don't agree with. I can sure that Paul didn't agree with the Roman authorities in his day and age, and Jesus didn't agree, but they walked in the field of the Lord. The, the apostles didn't agree with all the religious leaders, but they walked in the field of the Lord. And Andrew brought out some things in his teaching I'm not going to bring out today, I'm just going to make a quick note, you know. When the Soviet Union fell, and there was anarchy, there was more bloodbath, there was a bigger bloodbath in their anarchy than there was under the communist rule of the Soviet Union. There's some governments, things that we don't like and we don't want, and I'm not saying we don't make a stance at a certain level, but we don't want anarchy. That will be ugly, that will be, uh, that, 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 there's, that is more dangerous. Even in some of the governments throughout, I mean, some of the governments Daniel lived in, Joseph lived in, were not totally ungodly. Uh, and I, you know, we live in, uh, our world is very ungodly. And there's a lot of things going on in our world. And we, I'm not saying there's not some things that we stand up on, I'm not going to go there right now. But at the same point in time, it just, you know, we need to you know, let the scriptures teach us how to walk in the field of the Lord in this day, in this hour, with all the junk that's going on in the world. We need to honor God. We need respect to God. Jo I mean, Joseph, um, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, the apostles didn't always obey everything they were told to do, but they submitted to it. There's a difference. There's a difference between submission and obedience. There's a big difference. And there's an attitude. There's an honor. There's a respect. Even towards our bosses, sometimes any other relationships too. There's a right and a wrong way to deal with things. And so, anyway, uh, we'll get into some of that later. I noticed it was kind of short today. Um, uh, anyway, but I wanted to say something. I just felt like I needed to at least try uh, today. And so, anyway, God bless you. Let me just pray you out. And then, Lord, we just thank you, Lord. I, I don't know how much I was able to convey today. But Lord, I, I just know you want to teach us, teach me afresh what it means to walk in the field of the Lord. What it means to honor you. 
above anyone else, to respect you, to trust you. And some of that trusting, some of that honor means that we're going to respect one another, our spouses, our elders, those in authority, even those who are wicked in authority. We're going to respect and honor them as you have called us to. For we worship you, we magnify you, bless us as we go. In your name we give you thanks. Amen and amen. Mm -hmm.